Welcome to the Bank First Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. In the studio and ready to go with you on a Thursday, December 21st. Gary Darby here until close to 10. Today on our program, we'll discuss things with Sports Information Director, good friend of the program, Brian Lentz, has agreed to join us on this version of the Bank First Ranger Hour. So we'll we'll do a lot of things in the athletics world, and who knows, whatever the discussion may go with Brian, he's on the program coming up in our next segment. So we have lots of things. Uh, to get into with Brian, and I hope you stick around on this one today. Your weather forecast, as we take a peek at that, and then we'll hook up with Mr. Lentz and bring him onto the program. All right, show started. We'll make a little phone call to the Cenotopia area, and we'll bring in Sports Information Director Brian Lentz on the show. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College and powered by Bank First. Thanks for joining us on the Bank First Ranger Hour. Join the conversation now by texting 662-426-1093. Brian Lentz is the Sports Information Director at Northwest Community College. He's going to be the guest on the program today. We'll stretch things out. We're going to get into some football discussion and do some things first, make him hang around a little bit and see what else we can come up with. Uh, but but congratulations, sir, on, on life in general and uh, expanding the Lentz family and uh, the, the marriage and things. I don't know that we've uh, said that on the program, but, but personally, I guess it's been a pretty good 2023 for you. It has. It's been a good 2023 for Northwest and a good 2023 for uh, myself, as you mentioned. Uh, still not too far removed from getting back from Jamaica. I think that was probably the question I was asked the most frequently <laughs> over the last uh, couple weeks. Every employee on campus that saw me literally is, how was Jamaica? How was Jamaica? And I mm-hmm. told them the same thing every time. I didn't want to come home. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to beat uh, tropical weather, eighty, you know, upper 80s. You're right on the beach. Yep. At the resort and all that stuff, so uh, it was a really good, really good honeymoon, really good uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and now heading right into Christmas to do the same thing. Going to go to California next week, spend a little time with my mom's side of the family out there. Going to go to Disneyland, so doing a lot of traveling. Uh, Perfect time of year for it, I suppose. Good for you. You get a little small break here. Uh, I know we'll get into before we're done. Basketball returns on the sixth things of that nature. But yesterday we had a National Signing Day, did a little program here, mentioned a couple of the guys uh, that at the time before 10 a.m. was done from Northwest to whether it was Tristan Shorter at Oxford or the couple of Horn Lake guys right that were within the area that played at Northwest and had already signed before we're done. You want to lead us through? Let's do football in general, though, before we get into some signees. It was another uh, excellent season for Coach Benji Parker and the football team on the field, off the field. You know, final results, uh, you know, they they obviously uh, would like to have been playing for a national championship. That did not 
occur this year, but but on the field, just another successful one because they finish up nationally ranked again. Well, look, you know, I think we alluded to it entering this season. Had a really, in some spots, a really young roster. Uh, didn't have a lot of depth in some areas, as Northwest is typically accustomed to. That being said, despite the youth that was that was on this year's roster, there was also a lot of uh, talent there, and that's why Northwest still had a winning record, seven and three finishing second in the North Division. They made it to the first round of the playoffs, lost to Colin, who wound up going to a bowl game uh, to finish out their season, playing for the conference championship as well. But really, just speaking about Northwest, and the fact it came out earlier this week, the final NJCAA rankings, and they finished the year number 13 in the nation. Uh, still not bad at all. Tenth straight postseason appearance. Uh, so they've gone to the postseason every year since Benji Parker's been the head coach starting in 2016. And a little bit about Coach Parker and his staff, since I have this nugget right in front of me. But since 2016, Northwest has compiled a 65-19 and overall record and a 774 winning percentage. Uh, coach Parker has just done a tremendous job with this program and making them nationally relevant keeping Northwest in the national discussion every year, keeping them in the rankings. And not only that, but what his staff has done with player development has been remarkable. We'll talk a little bit about this, as you alluded to, with signing day. But Northwest has now produced 155 four-year players since 2016. That's, that's something that a lot of junior colleges in Mississippi, aside from just a handful, can say. I mean, Northwest, when it comes to player development and sending guys to the four-year level, and not just four-year, but also Division One programs, I don't know if anybody does it better than Northwest. I mean, you see guys that go to the next level. They go to the SEC. They go to the ACC, the you know Big 12, American Conference, et cetera. And they're not just on the rosters there. They're actively starting. They're actively playing. And then the ones that make it to the NFL or XFL, Canadian Football League, et cetera, they're the ones that are not just riding the bench. They're actively playing. And that's something that a lot of schools can't say. You know, you may be able to say that they have a guy that plays for Virginia Tech, but he may only see the field as a backup. Well, I mean, we got people that start for these schools. So the amount of player development and the – winning success that Northwest has had has just been nothing short of remarkable since uh, Coach Parker took over. You know, I pulled up the the coaching staff on the website, nwccrangers.com. A, I now feel older, um, and, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and for reasons I, I'm about to mention. But, you know, Stanhill Scott Oakley is where I'll start because I've known both of them since – probably before their teenage years, right? And now you see them as offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. Uh, Scott Oakley has been there as a wide receivers coach for a while now. Um, but to see Coach Parker and, and, and those two, but, but add in, you know, the others that have been there and, and, and maybe some that have, you know, not been there quite as long that, that, that I don't know as personally as those. But I think one of the things that, that Coach Parker has always done is he has had – a great staff put together, right? A great group of guys for whatever position they were coaching or coordinating or whatever it might be, and a great group of men to lead these players. 
Coach Parker's put together Absolutely. always a great staff. Oh, no doubt about it. Look, we had, that's what I was alluding to a little bit in that last conversation piece. I mean, the staff and what they've been able to do with player development has just been uh, nothing short of incredible. And for the most part, you know, Northwest, their coaches that the coaches that Coach Parker has on his staff, they stick around for a while and for good reason because they do a tremendous job. Stan Hill, as he mentioned, uh, I mean, I kind of call him the quarterback whisperer because I look at the quarterbacks <laughs> that he has coached since being here at Northwest, and they have all gone to Division One or to a four-year school in some capacity, even some that, you know, maybe didn't see the field as often. I mean, we had we had two quarterbacks in 2016, uh, one of them being Clay Holgerson. That was his first – Coach Hill's first year on the staff. He wound up going to Division One. Then, of course, he had Jack Abraham. Uh, Oxford folks still know how good Jack Abraham was for Oxford High and for Northwest as well. And then Jacob Free in 2018 going on to Troy. Uh, you had a couple there in 2019 that went on to the four-year level. And then, of course, Michael Hires uh, going to Samford and Ren Hefley to Middle Tennessee. I mean, any time that Coach Hill brings in a quarterback, I, I just always wonder what Division One score they're going to go to after they go to Northwest because they always find a way to the Division One level, and that speaks to the talent that Coach Hill uh, has been able to instill in these guys working with them. But also – it extends far beyond that. You know, Scott Oakley is the longest tenured uh, coach on the staff, and he has coached and developed countless receivers that have gone on to four-year programs and in the pros. And, of course, the job that Coach Pittman and Coach Charles Jones and Paige Anders do on the defensive side has been incredible as well. And, of course, Coach Jim Jones on the offensive line, too. So, I mean, you've got the best. I think, hands down, the best staff and the most consistent staff right here at Northwest. And there's not a lot of community colleges that can say that with their program. All right, so with that, yesterday was National Signing Day. I mentioned a name uh, or, or two early, but from this past Northwest football team, who's moving on to a four-year school? Well, you have nine players going on to the four-year level, and I'll have more information about this a little later today on nwccrangers.com but you only have nine players right now but that's um, you're going to see a couple more I'm sure either in the coming days or at least for the February signing day. We didn't have a lot of sophomores on this year's roster so that's why the number's a little bit lower than in years past but that being said all nine of these players so far are going to the Division One level and I'm going to start with Cameron Pascal, an offensive lineman uh, from Union, Mississippi. He's going on to Memphis. You have Demonier Lacey, a defensive lineman, going to uh, Temple. You have two guys going to ULM. Uh, defensive back Charles Thomas from Horn Lake. He's going to Monroe. And also Tristan Shorter, who you mentioned yesterday, going to Louisiana Monroe as well from the defensive line. Uh, Melvin Collins, Jr., offensive lineman, going to Western Kentucky. Got another offensive lineman that was uh, All-American, Dylan Spencer, going to Central Arkansas. And I need to back up and mention Charles Thomas also was an All-American. That came out the night before signing day. And then you have a couple more. you got a running back, uh, Xavier Davis to Northwestern State, Jamarlin Green, defensive back to Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then Rod Daniels, 
defensive lineman from Horn Lake. Uh, he was one of those that went Division One a couple of years ago, but had another year of eligibility with the whole COVID and medical red shirts and things like that. So he initially went to Alabama State last season, came back for another year of JUCO eligibility this year, and now he's going on to Liberty. So good landing spot there. We all see how well Coach uh, Chadwell has done with Liberty this season. And so really just a good class and more to come, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see Keegan Patterson land somewhere, maybe Keon Cunningham. On the defensive side, uh, time will tell on those two guys and maybe a couple others. But uh, overall, still a uh, pretty good class of four-year signees for Northwest. So I know you're keeping up with that and then also keeping up with the next group of Rangers, right? The next group that Coach Parker and his staff go out and get. Uh, when does that list, when, do, when does that information come out? Well, we'll release those in uh, February, gotcha. on the, as I like to call it, the traditional signing day, <laughs> because that's going to be a class that's full of a lot of high school seniors coming in. In fact, uh, this is pretty much recruiting season for community colleges in January. That's that's what I call the second season of JUCO football, and they'll have that signing day in early February. So to know about the incoming class of Rangers, and I'm sure there will be some Division One transfers that – make their way to Northwest before next season rolls around as well. But those will all come out in February. Um, I have seen some scattered commitments on uh, social media, but, of course, I wait till they sign to promote all that. But sure. either way, I just know what we talked about with the coaching staff at Northwest. They're going to bring in a good class, and it's going to be a good year regardless. So can't wait to see how that list pans out. Yeah, I, I saw on, on the, I guess the X or the Twitter, as I still call it Twitter, um, and and, and not ex, you know you know a player from Tupelo or, or here or wherever and I, I I'm not obviously as you said you you got to wait and see and people have to sign to do things to to get that full release and and you brought it up this transfer portal and the NIL and the way it's gone with college football has totally changed the landscape and totally changed even recruiting in the community college world I believe as far as four year schools recruiting these community college guys. And it's good to see the list that you put out each and every year of the fact that, you know, four-year schools are giving these guys the opportunity. After seeing what they do, whether it's a year in Senatobia or, or two years in, in Senatobia, I mean, if you look at teams that have kind of built themselves quickly uh, and, and gotten on a national landscape, you know, it, it's a team like New Mexico State. I know Barry Odom went and got some at UNLV. There are other teams that got themselves relevant and relevant in a hurry on the four-year level in, in in many conferences throughout because they have brought in, you know, some of these guys that have, you know, paid the price and, and, and ridden the buses up and down Mississippi highways or wherever that community college may be. I'm glad they're go- starting to see some of that again. Absolutely, and uh, speaking of transfer portal, I was going to segue into something as well. We had a couple former Rangers who have already signed Division One uh, to Division One programs last year that hit the transfer portal this year, and it actually paid off. Uh, Sam Brumfield, a linebacker from Pearl, uh, who we saw the last several years with Northwest, he signed with Middle Tennessee last year, was two-time Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week, he hit the transfer portal after Coach Stockstill was uh, let go by Middle Tennessee, and offers just started flooding in for him. I mean, I remember 
I think the day he announced that he hit the portal, he had at least 10 Power 5 Division One offers. And he wound up signing with Virginia Tech yesterday. Also, Davion Carter, a really solid offensive lineman for Memphis the last couple of years, he uh, signed his uh, letter of intent yesterday with Texas Tech. So we have a couple others floating around out there. I know D.T. Sheffield is still getting offers in. He was at Washington State before that. Uh, Desmond Baker, who just got done playing in the bowl game that Western Kentucky was in, the uh, make sure I get this right, the famous history <laughs> bowl. Correct. Uh, on a side note, these corporate sponsorships just get stranger. Yeah, I had year. To, I had to I'm look that one. Up. I had to look that one up. And for the people that it's it's a a Charlotte, North Carolina area franchise, I, I can compare it maybe to a Panera. If 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 you know you guys have listening have been to one of those it's similar to that it's it's a, a restaurant of some sol- similar ilk so to say right and he's uh Desmond Baker is in the portal as well that applaud him though he was he wasn't going to enter the portal without finishing out the uh season mm-hmm. and the bowl game with Western Kentucky and he was voted as a team captain going into that game so uh hats off to uh Desmond Baker there for sticking with it and then, you know, entering the portal, doing whatever suits him best. So there are a couple other Rangers, former Rangers, that are floating around in the transfer portal, and it'll be interesting to see where some of those guys land in the coming uh, weeks and months as well. So uh, lot, a lot of good things happening with Northwest at the four-year level and even currently at the uh, – community college level with whatever signing class that we get here in February. All right. Can you, you, you will be able to hang with me through the break? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Right. Um, coming up in the Heindel Center on April 26th, a young lady by the name of Leanne Rimes will appear. And uh, that's who will take us into the commercial break here. We'll get a little Leanne Rimes Christmas music. We'll tell you more about things coming up in the Heindel Center as well. And after a small timeout, Brian Lentz rejoins. Thanks for listening to the Bank First Ranger Hour, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Supertalk Mississippi 93.7 and streaming live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Zane and Kathy Joe from the Oaks at Sherwin Farms uh, will be on the program tomorrow morning around 9.15. We'll talk about that uh, country, uh, Christmas in the country and the lights and the different things and what's going on in the Enid, Mississippi world. Brian Lentz is on the phone still with us, I hope. Still there with me, buddy? Still here. Excellent. All right, um, did we finish up with football, or is there anything else you needed to get out about that program before we bumped into something else? Well, uh, the only thing really with football that I'll wrap up with is that uh, it's still exciting time to uh, keep up with Northwest football at the four-year level and at the NFL uh NFL level. In fact, I was thinking about Gardner Minshew this morning, uh, <laughs> which is why I posted that. If anybody saw it on social media, posted that uh, gif of him celebrating a touchdown uh, when talking about this segment that I was going to do today. And it's because he has the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC playoff picture. You've got uh, Damian Lewis and Jarek Reed for the Seattle Seahawks that have them in the NFC playoff picture. And it just really is exciting to watch these guys compete, not just at the four-year level, but when they make it to the uh, professional stage, whether that's in the NFL or the um, 
XFL, USFL, I know those two leagues merged this week. I'm not sure what that new name is going to be for that uh, league. Or even in the Canadian Football League, we've got one up there, I think, playing with Montreal. But just watching these guys that you cover is so rewarding as a sports information director, and not just for football, but for all sports in general. Watching the student-athletes, you know, I've been doing this for about nine years now, and just seeing the group of student-athletes that leave, they go on to do – big things on and off the field at the four-year level, whatever college they choose to go to. And then they go out and start having careers. And it's just really rewarding to uh, see all of that kind of come come about when they leave Northwest. And I hear it said over and over again, it's probably the biggest uh, indictment of how great of a place Northwest is. I hear a lot of these kids talk about, if Northwest was a four-year college or university, I would have stayed there all four years. Sure, and yeah. that's that's just something that I don't think you can replicate at any other community college in this state. Well said. What's the? There are ways, I know, in the social media world because I do it, but for the listeners that are wanting to keep up with from Northwest to D1 to Sundays in the NFL or wherever, as you mentioned, other leagues they might be, where do they find that kind of information? Well, really, social media is going to be the best place. Uh, I try to keep up with that as much as possible uh, on the Northwest Football Twitter account, which is at NWCC underscore football. Of course, also there's the main athletics Twitter account, which is at NWCC underscore Rangers. And if you follow both of those accounts on Twitter or X or whatever you whatever the people call it now, <laughs> uh, you'll probably see every – every other sports account, uh, team account, I should say, come up in the suggested followers because we've got them for men's basketball, we've got them for baseball, got them for softball, soccer, uh, even rodeo and golf. Um, You know, of course, we've talked about golf coming back. I'm sure you've had Coach Brickley on the show earlier this fall. He's getting a good class of signees together to compete for next uh, school year, the 24-25 semester. So, uh, real exciting things happening at Northwest, and to see all of that, in case you're not a big social media person, you just go to the athletic website, nwccrangers.com. Uh, I think we, between Brian Oakley, my assistant, and myself, I think we kind of keep a pretty good database of everything going on with Northwest Athletics. How's the beard going for uh, for Oakley there, Brian Oakley? You still got that baby? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, coming back from... Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, he wore Santa hat every day, so I think he's fully embraced the uh, Santa-like beard that he has. Uh, every Christmas party that we had uh, in the days leading up to us getting out for the Christmas break, uh, the Santa hat was always present. So uh, I think it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Maybe we should have a parody account yeah. of that on Twitter. That'd be great. Somewhere along the way. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, He's grown it out better than I would have. Uh, I can't grow it out that long or else I'm going to be told to shave it. I so. understand. I understand. Uh, My- good for Brian, though, for uh, having the Santa beard going. All right, so what sport, what area, where where should you like to take this conversation next? Well, really, before I uh, do anything else, I do have to talk about how well the student-athletes did in the classroom this semester. Uh, we put out some stuff last week about – this uh the athletic director's honor roll which is compiled by rad jake gordon 
175 Northwest student athletes were named to that athletic director's honor roll. And to do that, you have to have a 3.0 GPA or better in the classroom. And that was a record total. Uh, I think football alone put 40 of their players on the uh, athletic director's honor roll. And then later on that week after graduation, you had the president's and vice president's list come out. And I counted 146 Northwest student athletes that were on that uh, either one of those presidents or vice presidents list. And I want to say, I think a hundred of those 146 made the presidents list, which you have to have a GPA of 3.75 or better to make the presidents list and a 3.5 to a 3.74 to make the vice presidents list. So that talks about, you know, we talk a lot about how Northwest student athletes do on the field, you know, how well the coaches and everything that they do with the student-athletes in terms of games, wins and losses, et cetera. But it cannot be overstated how well Northwest does with the student-athletes in the classroom. It seems like every year there's a new record or new milestone being created with how many of our student-athletes are making these academic lists and these academic honors. And it just goes to show the amount of dedication and time that our athletic academic advisors put in uh for that job so that i just wanted to make sure that got mentioned as well because i mean 175 student athletes with a 3.0 gpa or better is pretty impressive uh no matter where you go and same thing can be said for the president's and vice president's list as well tremendous and and there is in part why they're able to sign those next national letters of intent to go play at a four-year school or wherever uh their choice may be okay what's next well, uh, I also wanted to point out the uh, – got distracted here – rodeo. That's right. I had to talk about the rodeo. Uh, Will Loomis um, competed once again in the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, and I think he finished 10th is what I have here, uh, looking through my um, stories that I've done recently. Yes, he finished. He won the tenth round of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, which took place out in Las Vegas, and uh, he finished with an average time of three point eight seconds in that round. His only first place victory of that week, but he ranks tenth now in the worldwide standings in steer wrestling. So, of course, another successful pro rodeo season for Coach Loomis. And speaking of Coach Loomis and the Northwest Rodeo Program, uh, the Ranger men are second in the Ozark region as a team in the standings heading into Christmas break, which is a perfect position to compete as a team in the uh, National Finals Rodeo for the college level in June. That'll be in Wyoming. Of course, they got to get through the second half of the schedule first. That starts up in March. But Coach Loomis has got them in an excellent position heading into the spring season. And also... I don't want to be. I don't want to leave these guys out either. We have three steer wrestlers from the Northwest Rodeo Program that competed in the uh, Junior World Finals that took place out there in Vegas as well. Will Collier, Wyatt Newman, and Kent Jordan. Wyatt Newman made it to the final round, the championship short go round on Saturday, December sixteenth. I don't believe he placed, but still to have three of your current student athletes make it to the world finals out in Las Vegas. That's pretty impressive. And I can't say I can't say any other time where that's happened uh with current Northwest Rodeo 
student athletes in the past. So what Coach Loomis has done with the program has just been remarkable, turning them into a winning and nationally recognized rodeo program at the college level. It helps when you're uh, in the top ten, or in his case, he's been in the top five or top two or three uh, at what he does, teaching those young men and women in, in that rodeo world uh, and and good to see him bring that program up and into the level that it has look forward to the upcoming season absolutely i can't wait for it uh i think the first rodeo which i just got the uh second half of the season schedule uh the other day i believe it's march um i want to say march 13th at uh east mississippi would be the next rodeo i'm not don't quote me on that uh Either way, I'll have that uh, last half of the rodeo schedule online later today as well on NWCCRangers.com. But certainly can't wait for that. Can't wait for our rodeo, which will be in late April. That ends the regular season. Always a highly attended event and a good time out there at the Northwest uh, Farm. All right, before I let you go, uh, and and I want to thank you again for doing this and being a part of the Bank First Ranger Hour today, basketball season returns January 6th, correct? It does. January 6th at Dyersburg State at 2 and 4 p.m. The women and men play up there. Uh, Northwest swept Dyersburg State when they came here in November to Senatobia. So the Rangers hoping to cap off non-conference play by getting a couple wins up there. Their first home game back will be January the 11th when they host uh, Kapaya Lincoln Community College. That's actually going to be a non-conference game as well. Uh, one of the last ones, though, before entering conference play, that'll be at Howard Coliseum on Ranger TV and Action News 5 Plus. We're grateful to have uh, that partnership with Channel 5 in Memphis that runs uh, not just for football but into basketball season as well. So Northwest basketball, they uh, the women have been really good. The men have kind of been up and down a little bit, but they split some games in the Harvey Childers Classic earlier this month. Over in Boonville, got a good win over Motlow State. Uh, had a close loss to State Fair College out of the St. Louis area. So, Coach Oakley, Shane's going to have his men rolling and hopefully geared up for a good postseason run and conference play. All right, buddy. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for all you do uh, in informing the people about athletics at Northwest Community College. Being a friend of this program for yet another year, I thank you, and we'll catch up with you in 2024. Real quick, Gary, before I sign off as well, uh, I was going to put something out later today, too. Uh, Coach Carlini, Coach Carson, Coach Selby of the Northwest Baseball Program recently unveiled their list of signees for the 2025 season, so already thinking well ahead on that. They have 11 signees to their roster. I'm not going to go over the full list because it is on our website, but just visit nwccrangers.com to look up that list. I'll put it out on social media as well. And also the baseball softball schedules are already online, so go ahead and start making your plans to come watch Coach Bramlett's softball squad and Coach Carson's baseball teams. It should be a good year for both programs as well. You're the best, buddy. Talk to you later. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Same to you. Brian Lentz with us on the program, Sports Information Director, filling us in on everything, very good at his job. Brian Oakley in that office with him. They do a good job of – letting us know, and you know if you'll go to the social media sites or their website, nwccrangers.com, about what's happening in the world 
of Athletics. What's happening in the world of music at the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts is a June 12th performance from this man, Ruben Studdard. We'll be there with Candace Glover in June. We'll take a break. I'll talk about some other things coming up in the month of January. But Ruben takes us to break. We're talking Rangers this hour. Thanks for joining us for the Bank First Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you. And you can join the conversation by texting to 662-426-1093. Good information from Brian Lynch today. We thank him again for being on the program uh, with a few items of business to do uh, before we are done. If you haven't and you're looking for a, a late gift idea, how about maybe a season ticket package or a gift card or something from the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts. They've got a great lineup that's going to continue to roll in 2024. The first that would come up would be on the 20th, celebrating Meatloaf. There are tickets available for that one. And then uh, winner of America's Got Talent, Terry Fader. He's coming into Cenotopia and bringing in the what is, is called On the Road Again Tour. With his comedy and his songs, uh, he will then do parodies as well. And then, of course, the ventrilo- uh, yeah, he's a ventriloquist. And so he brings in uh, his uh, favorite puppets like uh, Walter T. Airedale, Vicky the Cougar, uh, the Latin lover, Fernando V. Francesco, uh, and, and different things that he does along the, the way. And there is there is hope that prior to the January 27th show, Terry is going to be on the show here with Gary, and we'll have that on an upcoming Bank First Ranger Hour. We're trying to get that together and pull that off for you, and, and hopefully he will uh, make an appearance on the show before he actually gets to. Cenotopia uh, and brings that great act to you, Terry Feeder coming in. Uh, he's he's all over the place. And in, in fact, when you when you look at his tour, uh, when it gets into January, his next event is January the twelfth in in Ashland, Kentucky. Then he goes out to Arizona for the very next day. Uh, a week from that, he's in the state of Washington, and uh, the January twenty seventh on a Saturday, he comes to Cenotopia uh, for the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts. And so uh, he's bouncing all over the United States. He's going to bounce in our area, and hopefully Terry can be on the program with us. All right, we'll, we'll put the wraps on uh, today's show. We'll let you know, again, Steve Azar will be on with In a Mississippi Minute later on today. But then Christmas Eve, starting at 1 o'clock, you'll be able to listen to uh, Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar, as that will be on all of these Super Talk radio stations on Christmas Eve starting at 1, and then hours and hours of the Christmas classics and tunes and the artists and all kinds of things uh, as Steve Azar comes to us, brought to us by Farm Families of Mississippi. Okay, so that will be coming up on Christmas on the show. Uh, Middays with Gerard is next. I hope you have yourself a good Thursday, and we'll do a radio program tomorrow somewhere starting around 906-907. I hope you join me. Till then, so long.